With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good afternoon. Gary Jeff Walker back in Willie's seat. One more day, a couple more days. Bill Cunningham returns on Thursday to this time slot. In the interim, plenty to do, plenty to talk about. And we shall. We're going over today's show today with Jimmy Sandy. And uh, he has to put together a show sheet to describe the guests I'm going to have on and what we're going to be talking about. And he said, you have Dan Hills on at 12.06 to start the show. What are you going to talk about? I said, police stuff. I think that's, I think that's, that's enough of a description. So talking police stuff and probably some other stuff, because Dan Hills can talk about anything. We have Cincinnati president of the Fraternal Order of Police, Dan Hills, with us. Let's talk some police stuff, Dan. Yeah, Gary, Jeff, let's talk some police stuff. <laughs> good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing outstanding. How's your show? Uh, so far, so good, but it's very early on in the show. It could crash and burn at any moment, and it would be my fault, not yours. But let's get uh, on. When, <laughs> when you have me as your first guest, that's probably not a good start. Oh, no, it's a wonderful start. I, I wouldn't have had you on <laughs> at all if I thought that. So, uh, Danny, uh, another police tragedy and another example of how dangerous a job it is. Now, do people who decide to be police understand the dangers when they sign? Absolutely. Um, There's a difference, though, between understanding the dangers that are inherent in a job and actually experiencing them firsthand on the streets. You, You understand that your life may be in danger at any time, that you're dealing with the public and you're dealing with good elements of the public and bad elements of the public. But there are elements of the public, and it seems to have uh, really, really uh, crept into the national consciousness and, and the local consciousness in the last five or six years for some reason, where we have these outright assaults and ambushes of police officers just trying to do their job and keep the public safe. Uh, and we saw this again in Aurora, Illinois, just last week. Uh, that uh, terrible well, situation. Well, in the Aurora, Illinois shooting, I don't think it was originally the shooter's intention was to shoot policemen, even though he ended up no. shooting five of them. What I'm talking about are the inherent dangers in the job. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead uh, on Aurora. And you're right. Well, he was, you know, he was apparently a disgruntled employee who had been fired, and he decided to fire back, literally, and kill five of his colleagues or his former colleagues and injure five police officers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Aurora just brings us right back to what we just experienced here in Cincinnati. And uh, I, I did a little bit of training yesterday and I can talk about that too, but um, you know, what we did at the third, we hear shots and we respond. Same thing happened in Aurora. You know, this, this, this very disturbed individual goes in from whatever happened at work. I guess he got let go or whatever at the, the Henry Pratt, Pratt company. company. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he starts shooting people up and immediately same as in Cincinnati, the Aurora, Illinois police officers respond at some point, they handed it over to SWAT and SWAT's the one that went in and eliminated the threat. But this guy, you know, he's, uh, been convicted of d- d- domestic violence, been convicted of disorderly conduct and 
other traffic stuff I just saw in an article where I guess he, he beat up a girlfriend in the past with a baseball bat. So we're talking about a very, very violent person. Nice guy. And a nice guy. And all of a sudden, this nice guy gets rocked with uh, something uh, traumatic in his life. You know, he, he, he gets in trouble at work, gets fired at work. And you take somebody that's already got violent tendencies like that, and, and bang, and no, no pun intended, it goes right into him, him shooting the, the, the whole place up. And, you know, the, and, the, uh, damn, the damn shame of it is, Dan, he was probably just on the verge of getting his life together, Gary Martin. <laughs> well, you know, you know that's how the media works, right? Sure. Gary Jeff, that's how the media works. But you know what I'm again proud of um, is, is that the, the 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 folks that choose to wear a badge, they choose to in these instances run towards uh, the danger. Run, run towards run towards the danger. Run towards the fire. And so that that brings it. Yesterday we were we were training our everyday uh, policemen, even even guys that are like me in and in, in more of an administrative role right now to be better and better at searching and uh, uh, responding to threats. And so with the help of SWAT team personnel during our yearly in-service training, you know, we are clearing buildings the way that SWAT is trained to clear the buildings, the way that soldiers and, uh, you know, Navy SEALs and everybody sure. else is trained to clear yeah, the yeah. building. Tell me, tell, me a little bit, tell me a little bit about your, uh, your training yesterday. I well, guess you, we, I guess we, you are. We work with we work with simunitions and and we work to we work to uh, to pie off um, a room before you just go running into a, a room or, or or walking into a room. Certainly. And this is the type of training that was only given to SWAT, uh, you know, early in our career. We probably barely touched it in the police academy. But this is something that we are going to see multiple times in a year because when we go back in service, we're going to go back into the active shooter training that we've already had, and that is just responding to the gunfire. You know, everything changed with Columbine, Gary, Jeff. Everything changed. We used to always be in the mindset of call SWAT, call SWAT. We hear the shots fired or whatever. Well, we surround the place and we call SWAT. We know that lives are on the line, and sometimes we can't wait for SWAT. Sometimes we have to go in. And so getting each and every person that carries a badge Again, whether they're uh, more or less a, an office jockey like me or whether they're out there on the streets where they have a great, great possibility of being the first one in on an active shooter or any type of uh, uh, thing where they're, they're looking for somebody that's armed, we want them to be able to know how to search a room, how to be, be able to put themselves at the optimal level. They'll never be safe all the way safe. That's the point. This job sometimes brings you to places where you are not safe. But we want to make the odds the very best in their favor. And again, we got a we got an outstanding SWAT team here in the city of Cincinnati. Um, they, they, they make us proud all the time because you hardly ever hear about what they do. But they do search warrant after search warrant after high risk search warrant, and they manage to pull it off without using deadly force the vast majority of the time, without using any force the vast majority of the time. And that's because they're quick, efficient, and good. And it doesn't take long for people to realize that the gig is up, that I'm under arrest, and any resistance will not go well for me. And that's because of the dynamic way that they enter, the dynamic way that they take control of the situation. And now they're trying to spread as much of that training as they can to each and every one of us out there on well, the street. Because Aurora, Illinois, city of Cincinnati, 
no matter where you are, this this could happen to a police officer tomorrow. Certainly. You mentioned Columbine. Uh, last week was the one-year anniversary of the shooting in Parkland, Florida, at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. And the Broward County Sheriff's Office and the officers who responded were criticized because they did not initially enter the building when they heard shots. They hung back. One officer was, one sheriff's deputy was dismissed, and the, the sheriff there, Israel, uh, just as as arrogant and contemptible as any law enforcement officer can be reflecting back on the failures there. Perhaps if they had engaged in that kind of training that you guys were engaged in yesterday, there might've been a different outcome. There might've been less people killed at that high school. You would, you would think it becomes a mindset, you know, uh, you don't have to be a Navy SEAL to know what it is your job is. And you don't even have to be the bravest person in the world you know, I, I know what I would have to do if I responded to something like this. Yeah, Gary, Jeff, my, uh, I probably need to take my clothes light to the laundry right after I was done. <laughs> but, but, but I know, I know what it is I would, would have to do. And that's what every police officer has to realize. As long as, as long as they're doing this job, as long as they're pinning that badge on, as long as they're collecting this paycheck, when it comes time and there are lives on the line, that is what you have to do. And, yeah, from all appearances, I wasn't there. I wasn't definitely involved in an investigation of what happened in Parkland. But it appears that uh, they did not respond the way that the Cincinnati officers responded. In at, the, at the Fifth uh, Third, third building, building. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not the way that the police officers in Aurora, Illinois, responded. It's not the way that we see police officers responding in the majority of these cases across the country now. Because, like I said, coming out of Columbine, most modern agencies have been trained that we have to go in and save life. Now, if we have somebody just held up, if we have, uh, you know, a hostage situation with no active shooting, you know, it's still uh, time is on our side. That's what we've learned. Uh, and I spent many years as a SWAT negotiator. Time is on our side. If nobody is actively assaulting somebody, then uh, statistically it's, it's, it's better for everybody involved, the, the, the victims that are being held hostage, the police officers, and even – even the suspect themselves, if we if we give time and negotiations a chance, uh, depending on those negotiations are going. But active shooter, and that's one of the things. Every time you hear that, every time you hear that bang, that's another life being taken. You cannot sit around and wait. And it, it appears that the officers in Aurora, Illinois, did uh, exactly what they're supposed to do. They they made every attempt, and then it got handed over to SWAT, and SWAT went in and handled uh, the situation. Uh, but unfortunately, five lives were lost. Five officers were injured. I think all the officers are out of the hospital with the exception of one, though. Uh, talking to Dan Hills, president of the Cincinnati Fraternal Order of Police. On just the uh, last couple of minutes together, Danny, uh, you heard the comments of the former assistant director of the FBI, Andrew McCabe, who was fired basically for lying. And, and he's coming out this weekend telling all these stories about Rod Rosenstein and invoking the 25th Amendment and people basically on a partisan basis in high levels at the Justice Department and the Federal Bureau of Investigation planning some kind of bureaucratic coup against Donald Trump. And I know that in every business, politics plays a role. And certainly you're elected by the, by the, uh, the rank and file of the Cincinnati police to serve as their president. So politics always plays a role. Are you concerned, though, that partisan politics... Uh, at the top of law enforcement is being 
played at such a partisan level against one dem- against one party or the other? Does that concern you? And and can you see it happening at a at maybe on a, a more local level? I'm just curious. You know, Gary, Gary Jeff, it does concern me greatly. Uh, you know, I, I watch and, and care a lot about things politically. I happen to myself be uh, conservative. But um, in my job, FOP president, I'm allowed to be a little more political, uh, speak out about things. But when I was doing my job as a street policeman, um, you know, you have really not much room to be political at all. I remember I was in charge of the canine squad. And I already knew that I probably wasn't going to be a big fan of uh, Barack Obama and his politics. But when he came and he spoke at um, uh, Alt Park, he had an engagement there in which he was going to be speaking. Um, uh, Canine was given the responsibility of making sure that the wooded area uh, was clear of anybody. We didn't want somebody coming up where we didn't know where they were and wasn't security. You know, we, everybody there took that job. 100% 100% serious. It didn't matter if it was George Bush, Barack Obama, or anybody else. And the way it should we be. In law enforcement, we in law enforcement have, have dignitaries to protect, people to protect, and that's, and that's where the people out there doing the job do. And like I said, I'm in kind of a unique situation where I can speak about things politically. But, yes, it appears uh, from what I've seen that at the very top of the uh, FBI, they kind of lost sight of what their mission was. And they became very, very involved politically. And no, I haven't seen the answer to your question. I haven't seen anything with that uh, too much here locally, politically. I'm not going to say none because I have seen some stuff, um, you know, happening. But but to the level you have with uh, what's gone on uh, with the top of the FBI. You know, the old story, the fish rots from the head down. And you've got a lot of great rank and file FBI uh, agents and people who are trying to uphold the rule of law. And keep our constitutional republic together by, you know, exercising that uh, ability to uphold the rule of law. And then you see James Comey and Andrew McCabe and other people at the Department of Justice and in top law enforcement in our country putting their finger on the scales because they dislike the current president. And, and it sets a bad precedent when this happens and I, I just hate to see this translate on down, filter on down uh, to uh, state or city law enforcement anywhere in this country. It, it's just it flies in the face of what you're sworn actually to do. Upholding yeah, law. I mean, that, that's political appointments and what they result in. And that's where you've probably seen me, you know, fire out on stuff that I think that some sometimes I think the political appointments, you know, you saw in, in, in the tasing incident with Kevin Brown. I, I, I spoke out against the chief. He came out so early and had made decisions so early. He may have ended in the end, and I believe he did, still feel the same way. But I think that his, his coming... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. So early on, a lot of that, I believe, was political. And that's the problem now that we have politically appointed uh, chiefs. Instead of it coming up from the ranks and the, the chief having security in his job, and the last chief to have that was, uh, was Chief Stryker. But since then... You know, chiefs can come and go at the whims of the politicians. They tend to be a little bit more political in their responses to things. Uh, you know, and again, I, I believe in the end, Chief Isaac believed what he believed, but I think he believed it maybe before he had all the information. And behind that, that, you know, is political. And it's not at the same level what we're talking about with the stuff that went on with the FBI where, you know, they were probably trying to unseat unseat somebody that was elected to date. Lindsay, Lindsay Graham Parliament. called it a, bureauc- a bureaucratic coup, and if this is all true, it's nothing but that. It, it is a way to unseat a duly elected president that the people of America by electoral college voted for, and pretty resoundingly, if you look at the electoral counts of the uh, Trump-Clinton election, and they were talking about insurance policies before the election. Uh, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, all these people, and the fact that they have not been held accountable to this date for what was obvious bias and obvious tipping the scales for partisan reasons, it really is disturbing. And, and it's, I, it's inches away from it's inches away from what happens in third world countries. Yeah. And what's unfortunate? What's unfortunate is I think the other side doesn't realize that this could become a routine habit, and that the same thing if uh, a bunch of conservative bureaucrats ended up in there. That the same thing might end up happening in reverse if that's how if that's if that's how we're going to start playing our our power control games here in America. I hope we're not going to stay there, and I hope some people that are on the left can see that maybe they don't like the man that's in the office, but they sure don't they sure should not like what was trying to be done by once again law enforcement, the people that you count on just to enforce the law without any bias or prejudice or anything else. They're supposed to just do their job. That 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 got really, really warped at the top. Dan Hills, thank you for your time, sir. I appreciate you it. You back, Gary. Yep. Talk. Danny Hills, president of Cincinnati FOP. Police officers, law enforcement officers, whether they be FBI, DEA, uh, task force from the Department of Justice, Cincinnati police, should not see, they're wearing blue, but they should not see red or blue when it comes to carrying out their duties to uphold the law. And this is the whole question, what's, what, what's alleged to have gone on after President, before and after President Trump's election. And they're still doing this just landmine-oriented President Trump calls it a witch on investigation of Russian collusion, and even the Senate Intelligence Committee said there's no evidence of this after two years. But people at the top of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, people at the top levels of the Department of Justice, up to and including possibly attorney generals, top law enforcement officials of the land, decided to use their positions to unseat a president of a party or a president that they didn't like for political partisan reasons. It's just wrong. And obviously it happened. And I hope that the people who were in charge of that and behind this finally get called into account.
for their actions and held account. We've got Brian Cunningham from ODOT on the potholes. Everybody's worried. You know what happens every year? We have potholes in our roads every single year. Some of the wild swings in temperature, though, this year have definitely contributed. We'll ask him about that and uh, what it's going to take to fix them. Plus, I want to know what's going on 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 I-71. When do they have this finished? Because it's a nightmare. Uh, We'll take a break and come back with Brian Cunningham after news. Gary Jeffin for Willie on 700 WLW. All righty then. Gary Jeffin for Willie on 700 WLW. We have in-studio guests. We'll announce them in just a few moments. I wanted to take time to thank the folks at Gala Park. 175 Joe Nux all way across from the Red Stadium for bringing some delicious food. And I mean, the first bite. I'll give you an example. One of our in-studio guests is my friend Doug Bonson from Ripley, who is quite the chef himself, the grill father. And he brought me some some brisket that he'd smoked. I said, dude, I, I love it. He said, well, I'll take my brisket and go home if you don't want it. No, but I'm eating an Angus slider with bacon jam and borson cheese served with truffle fries. I mean, how good is that? It doesn't get any better than that. Also have the Amish chicken sandwich on pretzel bun served with truffle fries. I don't know. If the, are there actual truffles on the truffle fries? You know, this is all about the 28th annual Mardi Gras for homeless children that goes on now Fat Tuesday, March 5th from 630 to 10 at the Northern Kentucky Convention Center. Gala Park will be a part of that. All proceeds benefiting area homeless children's shelters. Ticket donation provides over 3,000 meals. Your ticket. And your ticket includes all food and adult beverages from over 40 of the best local places and vendors, plus live jazz. It's all included. Truly the best party. Get your tickets at Mercedes-Benz of Fort Mitchell, or you can go to MardiGras2019.org. Do it now. They will fill up fast at the convention center. I've been before. It's a great time. And Scott Sloan is, what's he, the king? And Sheila Gray's the queen. And uh, who is the... uh, Oh, Gian- Giovanni Bernard is a grand marshal. Absolutely. And uh, I don't know what you have to show to get beads, but I'm sure there'll be plenty of them there as well. Right now, joining us on the telephone from the Ohio Department of Transportation, one Brian Cunningham, no relation to Willie or Libby as far as we know, to talk about uh, the problems of potholes. And it, you know what, Brian? It's probably a broken record. The great thing is it's a topic we can do every year about this time of year because this is when the majority of the potholes appear unless we have some searing 100 degree days isn't it mostly about just the the wild swings and temperature changes on the roads unfortunately that's the state that we're in at the moment yes the freeze thaw cycle has uh hit us pretty hard this year you know when you go from 60 degrees to 30 degrees to minus 20 degreed or whatever it can be pretty uh wreak havoc on uh, the roadway no doubt about it now, what about fixing the job? You know, you're with ODOT. Your job is fixing the, the holes. So how are we doing so far? Well, we're trying to catch up. Uh, it is a never-ending battle. The, you know, the, the pre- precipitation gets into the road. It freezes. It thaws, breaks it up, and then we get out there as quickly as we can, uh, especially on some of the older sections, and you'll see – like 75 and 71, where we've done some major work, holds up much better than where we haven't been able to get out there and and uh, replace what has existed for decades. Yeah, I, I know that 
Also, these things happen. These occur so quickly when you have the wild temperature swings. It can be as much as as little as overnight. You've got a crack in the road that becomes a pothole. Literally overnight. I know there's a ramp. I'm coming from northern Kentucky. Not your job, but the same same kind of challenges. I'm coming from northern Kentucky. There's a ramp at Fort Thomas getting on 471. The day before, it was fine. The next morning, my tires are bottoming out in these ridges that formed over literally overnight. And that's what people don't understand. They go, I don't see them doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, all of a sudden, you've got six or seven or eight or 900 potholes in and around in the area that you're serving. And that doesn't happen. You can't fix them overnight, even though they occur overnight. Is that correct or not? Well, yeah. I mean, we get out there as quickly as we can. This is not a unique problem to Ohio. I mean, you mentioned Kentucky, Michigan, uh, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Um, You know, we've we've already, just in Hamilton County alone, ODOT has accumulated about 800 hours of work that has been devoted to potholes. And another problem is it's a temporary fix. Asphalt plants, for the most part, haven't reopened over their winter shutdown. So we're using what we call a cold mix, and we know that's not going to hold like a more permanent hot asphalt mix well. So it's a temporary job to try to minimize the damage that these pothole monsters cause. I wanted to ask you, too, while I had you on the line, I come up uh, I-71 every day, uh, north and south. The construction has been ongoing now for quite a while. When are you going to have it fixed? Well, there's one remaining area that is Ridge, Ridge of, to Red Bank. Kind of in the awful. middle there. We, uh, we're looking probably another year. And we had to add a slip that happened there, and then we're also adding a a lane to help ease some congestion um, around the Kennedy area. Um, So we still have a little bit of time uh, before that wraps up. I noticed they did a bunch of bulldozing on the side of the interstate and cut a bunch of trees down. What's, What's going on there? Do you know about that? Yes, that that was some of the slide repair, but it's also to give some room for that additional lane that's going to be uh, in place to help alleviate some of that traffic that backs up there. So you're telling me I've got another year of nightmares on the road on I-71 coming from Kentucky to Kenwood, and after that, it's going to be perfect forever, right? <laughs> uh, depends on your definition of forever. This is something that we deal with all the time, and Unfortunately, once something uh, is completed, there's plenty of other places that we can go and devote some attention to. But you're on the job with the potholes. You get, you're doing the best job you can, probably round the clock. They're probably guys working 12-hour shifts. We are putting in a lot of hours. Our folks that, uh, uh, if, if they're not plowing, they're yeah. patching. And, you know, we, we have another one coming in. Probably tonight into yep. tomorrow morning. Got a winter weather advisory. We've got freezing rain, snow, and uh, temperatures down to, right. to below freezing. So we'll see, you know, and, and depending on when it rolls in, which right now, likely around morning rush hour, you know, our folks will be out there trying to get things cleaned up. And, and our focus really is for passable. Um, when an event happens, it's not necessarily for perfect, but passable. And once we can get through that initial wave, we'll get back out there and clean things up even more. All right. Well, I know you're doing a, the, the best job you can, Brian. And 
putting up with me is just take, <laughs> this take this took about twelve minutes away from pothole repair. Get back out there with your patches. And you know what? You accidentally said something that's funny to me in this interview. What's that? Asphalt. <laughs> Don't you think hemorrhoids should be called asphalt? Yeah, well, sometimes they give us those. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Brian Cunningham from ODOT. All right, Gary, Jeff, thank All you. Right. Willie's show on this Tuesday continues in mere moments. We'll talk to our friends from Ripley, Ohio, about brisket and the like. 700 WLW. On a bright, sunny Tuesday with bad weather on the way again. Damn groundhog, you can never trust those fat rats from Pennsylvania. Gary Jeff Walker in for Bill Cunningham on 700WLW online, 700WLW.com, 513-749-7000, You want to talk potholes, I guess we can, but, I mean, it's a situation that occurs every year. We're always going to complain about them. They're always going to be a pain in our necks, in our butts, and uh, specifically on our tires and rims until, you know, the season passes, but we're right in the middle of it. So what do you do? You call ODOT and complain, and then hopefully they get out and do their job. And Brian Cunningham insists that they are doing exactly that. Joining us in studio for a while today, we have uh, Mr. Doug Bonson, who I referenced earlier, and Nate Heimlich of the Maneuver Heimlichs uh, joining us in the studio. He, yeah, you hit the on button there, guys. How you doing? Great. Doing good. Doing, doing fine? Yeah, absolutely. All right, good, good, good. So uh, Nate wanted to come in the studio specifically so he can be a part of the 130 Stooge Report and say Tempstar with SEG. This is the thing that, this is like a Make-A-Wish the Foundation for for middle-aged men. He gets to shout Tempstar with SEG at the 130 Stooge Report. And my friend Doug from Ripley, Ohio, uh, late of Snapper Saloon. Yeah, you want to get close to the mics, guys, when we talk to you. Okay, there you go. Um, or they won't hear your temp star if you don't get close to the mic. You understand, Nate? I'll be close. All right, fantastic. Uh, Doug Bonson, who is a retired school teacher and uh, now basically just goofs off for a living. It's, t- it's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's a wonderful, <laughs> it's a isn't it? Gig. <laughs> and you brought what for us today? I brought some beef brisket, but I got trumped, so I'm, I'm okay. No, you didn't get trumped at all. Okay. I'll, I'll still I'll still eat your brisket. There's okay. no doubt about it. Right. You do a lot of cooking, though. I mean, that's some of what you do when you're well, in your it. retired time. Exactly. You know, It'd and you evolve. do catering and you you cook for the gang at Snappers and stuff like. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill that right so uh just give me an idea of uh what a basic doug meal consists of (laughs) 
I'll tell you the one that really probably tops it out, especially for a little town in Ripley, a little uh, bar called Snapper Saloon. But uh, any Friday night that we have a steak, we have steak and uh, stuffed mushrooms and oh, shrimp. That uh, sounds good. Twice baked potatoes and some kind of vegetable and maybe a salad bar to go along with that. And it's pretty reasonable. Fantastic. Any truffle fries? No yeah, truffle Yeah, don't have truffle no, fries, do no, you? No, no, no. Okay, see. Can't yeah, do it that's all. That's where they got me. Exactly. So you you taught uh, you taught public school. Where where'd you teach and what did you teach? I've had several places. I was at a little school called Seneca East in Attica, Ohio. I was there for a few years. Moved to uh, Marion River Valley, where I met Nate as one of my students, along with his great family. Yeah. And uh, back in 1994, I had the opportunity to move to Ripley, Ohio, and teach agriculture education, uh, crop and animal production, ag business, and Towards the end of my career in ag teaching, it evolved into food science, and it was similar to a lot of the concepts that you see that Alton Brown might uh, okay. might push on his uh, Good Eats show. Right. And it was more the science side. And I was able to reach a lot of students who typically would uh, not like to be in a chemistry or an advanced, uh, chemist- or advanced science class, and they could take a food science as an applied science. Well, that's neat. So it really opens up doors to things way beyond food at that point. Right. And not everybody is cut out for college. And (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) And this was a good way to keep kids interested in science, teach the basic science concepts, and uh, keep them in school. Fantastic. So do you have anything special? Uh Uh-oh. Doug was his teacher. We're going to find out exactly what kind of teacher Doug was from a former student. I mean, Nate's in here, too. You can speak to Maybe you can rebut Andy or agree with him, Nate. That's your, your job. I'll do my best. Hello, Andy. You're on 700 WLW with Gary, Jeff, Doug, and Nate. Hello, fellas. Hey. Mr. Bonson, are you familiar with this voice? I'm trying. Help me out. How about, How about what? Go ahead. I still have to say Michael's. One more time, Andy. Your granddaughter goes to school with my son at St. Michael's. Oh, yes. How are you doing, Andy? I know your family real well. (laughs) Yeah, doing well. I was just listening to Gary Jeff, and I heard him reference you earlier, and he said you were a former high school. You weren't just a former high school. You were a great high school teacher. How about that? (laughs) Thank you. You were a great student, and your family was so, so much appreciated by myself. And uh, I can't say enough about you guys. Well, I definitely wanted to, I couldn't pass up the chance to hear Ripley on the radio and hear your voice and just had to, had to call in. So, so what kind of what, <laughs> what kind of a disciplinarian was Doug Bonson in the classroom, Andy? <laughs> well, yeah. When when it was class time, it was pretty serious stuff. Yeah, that's that's what I, I would imagine. He sounds like a strict disciplinarian. Nate, uh, thanks, Andy, for the call. Nate, what was your experience in the classroom with Doug? Uh, I said a bad word one time, and he made me clean the rafters of the shop. He made you clean the rafters of the shop? (laughs) Yep, absolutely. I forgot all about that until he reminded me of that a few weeks ago. (laughs) So That's that's kind of interesting corporal punishment right there. There was a lot of dust. Uh Uh-huh. How how long did it take you to clean the rafters? Uh, A full day. Did you say bad words in class anymore? No. 
Not ever. It worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked. Oh, Chris in Westchester is always on fire about something. Chris, my man, how are you doing? Hello, gentlemen. Good afternoon. And how the hell is everybody? Doing Wonderful. fine. We're we're worried about the asphalt. And, and you know, I'm sorry, but that's a make work job. You, you can bitch, you can play it all you want. That is strictly that is make work because they never let give. I mean, they let people on it too quick. They never let give it any time to actually cure. So. Two days later, it's the same damn pothole with just fresh asphalt. It's called it's called job security. Exactly, make work. It's exactly what it is. Spend that money so you get it next year. And I was actually curious about his teaching abilities. I was going to ask him the one simple question that should be asked of every teacher because there are only two kinds now: were you a brain washer or a brain builder? Absolutely, a brain builder because you had to make them work, put a concept out, and. Uh... Make them attain it. Okay, now you didn't take their works and sell it at the flea market later, right? <laughs> I have other stories about that. <laughs> How did I know this? <laughs> well, we had a wooden metal shop. There were all kinds of neat things we well, made. Well, at my high school, our shop was a little interesting because there were these draconian drums, and for some reason we were stitching these letters on these bags, and they were giving us this hope that they were going to China for these kids or something, and I don't know. I could have sworn I, I, I saw my work at flea markets <laughs> being sold by people that weren't in my class. You and I, you know, I, I just thought I'd bring that up because I know that that is, I mean, there, and that is today's, that's the sad thing about today's uh, teachers. I mean, you are the unsung heroes, yes. You are the ones who are supposed to pass on the wisdom and the history of the country and how things are actually working, why we don't teach civics anymore or economics in high school makes no sense to me. But the only two out there now are brainwashers or brain builders. And unfortunately, the damn brainwashers seem to be taking over in droves. And that's the scary thing. It really, really is. In the in the side of things that I was teaching in agriculture education, you couldn't be a brainwasher. Well, I don't know. You could, you know, come on. There are some whacks out there who would claim that, you know, corn for some reason was given to us by this alien race and, you know, it caused the collapse of the pyramids, and that's how Nixon went to China. So let's be real. Do you? That is, I mean, there are people out there that will, I mean, go, and they'll try to preach that to a bunch of kids, and hopefully get them to believe it. I got to ask you, Chris. I yeah, know that sir. you're out, you're, you're out driving again, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm actually a truck driver, right? A professional driver. I understand. So I guess you don't imbibe anything that alters your brain before you call into oh, my no, programs. Not, and I tell this to everybody. I'm like this naturally. This is really me. What you hear is what you get. Did you there have a no? Nope, did you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite teacher in school, Chris? Uh, actually, I did, and it was my math teacher. He, he was because he, I, I struggled with math in the beginning, and he showed me that. No matter what type of math you are doing, I don't care what the equation is, I don't care if it's algebra, geometry, it's still just plus and minus. When you break it down to that simple terms and you look at it from the bit, that's all it is. It's still addition and subtraction, the basic principles of math. And it was really, once you, once you learned that concept, it became really easy for me, and I excelled in it. Here's a story I, I bet you'll love to sink your teeth into, Chris. Apparently, you know, how long is California... Uh, Relegalized medicinal and recreational pot. It's been a couple of years, right? Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, it failed the first time, and then again, they tried it. It got some support, but yeah, basically just under three, I think. Right. Okay. So uh, now, people people who are libertarians and say, you know, just just relegalize all this stuff, 
Because you create more problems when you criminalize it and stuff. And they say, if you legalize it or re-legalize it, the crime is taken out of it. And it kind of makes sense. Well, California's California's black market for pot is stifling legal sales. The criminals haven't gone anywhere. No, they just lowered their damn prices. They're getting the same. And and now now the new governor wants to step up enforcement. That's just it. I mean, how did they not see that coming? What, the bad guys are just going to go away because these guys can sell legal? No, they're just going to drop their prices. The whole, I mean, why would I go buy an ounce for $80 when I can go get a pound for $80? I don't, I mean, I don't know where you're going to get an ounce anywhere for $80. Well, whatever the prices are these days. When, when, I mean, when I was I don't, a youngster, how, I don't how would I know that? got you a Wonder Bread bag. Exactly. And by the way, how do you know this? I don't know. I, I just sense that, that is an interesting an interesting analogy, my friend. I, uh, yeah. I sensed that it was probably a lot higher than when I was in high school in the nineteen seventies and you could buy well, great pot good. for thirty five bucks an ounce. Ten bucks, remember ten bucks got you a wonder bread bag for up uh, for ten bucks. <laughs> In the 70s. That's what I remembered. Yeah, and it wasn't me who was doing it. I just saw my friends. Oh, yeah, I know. My buddies. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was never really in the actual room. I was looking through a window from across the street out of this warehouse, and somehow I was able to see these transactions partake and take go down. But I was never actually in the room, though I did not inhale. And... No, I don't know how to play the saxophone. Well, I was I was in the seventies. I was listening to Tupac and and Snoop Dogg when I was smoking pot, like Kamala Harris. I, 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 actually, you know what, Gary Jeff? I want you to ask me an amazing question about Tupac. How the hell did that guy keep making movies after he was dead? <laughs> Maybe he didn't die. <laughs> well, that's one of the stupid. I mean, but see, you have to remember this is the world we live in. You can come up with any stupid, lame ass subject. And people will believe it. You, there are still people in our society who believe that homosexuality and women being able to uh, do what they want with their bodies is going to bring down our civilization because that's what brought down the Roman Empire. When in reality, anybody who's done any type of history or knows anything about the Roman Empire knows that they collapsed in on themselves. They can no longer sustain their, their giant, you know, Roman Empire. And they pretty much died killing themselves. So... But there are people out there who still actually believe that because that's what they're taught and that's what they're, what's thrown at them on a daily basis. So you have to look at the world we live in, brother. Take it with a grain of salt and say, you know what? Is it reality or how do I know it's not somebody else's? Right. Well, I think what's going to bring down society is talk shows like this exactly. that feature well, truck mean, drivers. You see people like me on. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're it's crumbling around us as we speak, Chris. Well, you're letting a giant white chipmunk on crack pretty much take over the show. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Picture that in your head, will you? A giant white chipmunk on crack. <laughs> and how would he know what a giant white chipmunk on crack would sound like? That's another story for another time. Uh, We'll come back after the news here in mere moments. And in the 1 o'clock hour, we'll have Megan Barth join us. She is uh, the co-chair of Red Wave USA PAC, talking about the lawsuits that have now been filed against the president for his national emergency declaration. And make sure you're around for the Stooge Report after 1.30, because Nate Heimlich will have his chance in the spotlight to to shout, Tempstar! Gary Jeff in for Willie on 700 WLW. Gary Jeff Walker in for Bill Cunningham on this Tuesday afternoon. 700 WLW. In just a few moments, Megan Barth, the co-chair of the Red Wave USA PAC and also the originator of ReaganBabe.com. We'll ask her about that and also about the lawsuits 
filed against the president's national emergency by 16 states. Lo and behold, they're Democrat states. And lo and behold, just like the president said, the case is being heard by the Ninth Circuit, a very, very liberal body that almost always uh, tries to legislate from the bench and will no doubt rule against the president of this. He'll go to the Court of Appeals and so on and so on. So we'll talk to her about that. Ohio, about 9,000 of the 1099 letters for those who qualify for unclaimed funds were sent to the wrong people, according to the Department of Commerce. This is nice. Due to a processing error, consumers were mailed forms that contained inaccurate information, including amount of interest paid and personal information. Um, The Department of Commerce said most of the consumers have already received the correct form, but about one-third still have not. The division will be sending the corrections by the end of next week. Should we ever trust any any body of government that, number one, extracts from us at coercion of the point of a gun money that we have made ourselves? Should we trust them to get it right ever when they're already ripping us off on a regular? I would say not. And here's something that does not apply to my friend retired teacher Doug Bonson, who's in the studio with us this afternoon. But uh, apparently a chemistry teacher, a chemistry teacher uh, showed mocking videos of cartoon character Shrek raping young children to her class. Claire Thompson used her school computer to share the pornographic clips in her classroom. Inappropriate videos on German and Russian torture techniques were also played. Did you ever... Run any torture techniques in your class, Doug? No. What's that? I can't hear you. What? I I was thinking back to, uh, you know, the kids these days, they don't even have the opportunity to stick the centerfold in the uh, screen so the teacher would pull it down. Well, pupils pupils were asked to watch the videos at the end of classes, and Thompson put them on and laughed along with them. Oh, my. This, I guess, is is in Scotland, not in America. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Teaching at a high school in Fife, Scotland, was reported to bosses and suspended or case referred to the general teaching body or whatever. A charge that she repeatedly left pupils unsupervised within the classroom were also proved. Following a hearing in Edinburgh, the panel found that she was unfit to teach. You think? (laughs) (laughs) I guess she was more of the brainwashing type instead of the brain building. Exactly. (laughs) Or we say prezactly. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I mean, 
Did you know, I mean, without any specific examples, did you know teachers that just shouldn't have been there? Yes. For, for, a, for a variety of reasons. Oh, the minute they walked in the door, you knew. Well, they probably imbibed at some point. <laughs> no. No. No, you could just. You could tell. There was just this one missing gene. It wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> and you taught for how long? 30 years. You never got caught, did you? Not one, <laughs> not not one day more than 30. <laughs> That's right. All right, we'll talk to uh, Doug and Nate Heimlich again during the Stooge Report. In just minutes, we will go to the phone to Megan Barth to talk about the 16 states that have filed lawsuits, along with the ACLU against President Trump's National Emergency Declaration. That's next on The Bill Cunningham Show on 700 WLW. Back into the Bill Cunningham Show for this Tuesday, February 19th, 2019. Gary Jeff Walker filling in for Willie on 700 WLW. Joining us from Red Wave Pack, Red Wave USA Pack, uh, Megan Barth, also a radio host in her own right, and uh, well-versed in the political landscape in the era of Trump, no doubt about it. As the president, uh, good afternoon, Megan. Good morning. So good to be on with you. Thanks so much. All right. Uh, So the president predicted when he made his national emergency declaration on Friday exactly what would happen. We all knew what was going to happen with the opposition to border securities and border walls and what the president wants to do and has stated he was going to do. And so, yes, lo and behold, after the ACLU, 16 states, most uh, all of them blue states, uh, filed lawsuits. It's going to the Ninth District, Ninth Circuit, where, as the president predicted, it would. And they have they have overruled everything that has come before them regarding Donald Trump since his presidency, the travel ban at all. And they're doing it again. Just uh, tell us where we're at and where it goes from here. Well, I think he's actually won one in the Ninth Circuit and it had something to do with immigration. I'd have to double check that. But nonetheless, you're right. Ninety nine point nine percent. Uh, they rule against Donald Trump, and actually over 90% of their cases are overturned by the Supreme Court because they are a judicial activist organization. Uh, and so, of course, uh, Donald Trump, as predicted, this will go to, the, as he was singing, this will go to the Ninth Circuit, and we'll be sued, and then after it goes to the Ninth Circuit, it'll go to the appellate. And now, of course, it's going to end up at the Supreme Court. And I don't know if you saw this, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg was uh, spotted at Reagan National yesterday. So at least we have nine justices. We didn't know if there was a ninth justice for two months. Um, But but the fact is, is that we should not be surprised, as Trump was not surprised, because uh, these blue states want illegal immigration. Uh, They want to make sure that our borders are unsecured, because why? Uh, More and more people have gotten off of the government dole since President Trump has become president and through his policies because he has uh, achieved the lowest unemployment uh, on record. Oh, there's no question. The the economic engine of this country is whirring along at an incredible pace, a pace that no one thought possible, including President Obama said these jobs are never coming back. What's he going to do, wave a magic wand? Well, in in essence, he has waved a magic wand with the deregulating and with the tax cuts. There's no question. Well, right. And so how do you backfill government dependency? How do you create more government dependency, which makes for happier Democrats? 
you import low-skilled, non-English-speaking third-world laborers, illegal aliens. Uh, I have called the caravans the Cloward Piven caravans. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because what you need to do, uh, if you're a Democrat, is if you subscribe to Cloward Piven as you overthrow capitalism. How do you overthrow capitalism? Well, according to the Cloward Piven economic model, what you do is you create a series of crises in order to break the system. How best to break the system than through third world, non-English speaking, illegal alien uh, labor and migration? Certainly. Certainly. I, I couldn't agree more. But it's 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 just amazing to me that it's not obvious to more people in this country what they're doing. It, it's all about job security for Democrats. And as you mentioned, tearing down a capitalist system, making way for socialism, where only the true powerfully elite have any kind of power whatsoever, as opposed to the average American citizen. Say that one more time. I'm sorry, Derek. Well, what I said was. For for Democrats, as you mentioned, it's job security number one, correct? Because they create the crisis, then we're here to solve the crisis. And as you said, taking down a system, a capitalist system, creates socialism, which means that only the very few at the top of the ladder, the powerful elite, have power, as opposed to average American citizens, which is what President Trump has been striving for. Right, absolutely. And I'm very glad that he has made socialism and defeating socialism a centerpiece of his 2020 campaign. Um, I have said for a very long time that the Democrat Party is the Socialist Party. They have always enacted socialist uh, ideas, top-down government, centralized control ideas. They've always tried to uh, either societally uh, engineer uh, this economy or uh, try to engineer this economy from government control that has never, ever worked. And so I've always said that instead of Republicans and Democrats fighting at the ballot box, it's actually socialists and capitalists. Well, it didn't used, so to, it American- didn't, it didn't used to be that way, though, Megan. And, and people would make a strong argument, say, for John F. Kennedy. If John F. Kennedy was on the national stage today in 2019 and he espoused and talked about the same things he was talking about in 1960 – when he was elected president, people would consider him a conservative, would they not? In many ways. Yeah, and, and I should have probably prefaced that since in my lifetime. Okay, right. <laughs> okay, in my lifetime, the fight has not been, uh, the fight has been a socialist versus a capitalist. Yep. And if you look, and I would even argue, I would even argue that even prior to my lifetime, whether we're talking about uh, the old school Democrats like Wilson for example, uh, radical in his own right, and oh, radical oh. at the time. Yeah, Wilson there was, Wilson was mod- definitely radical. Yeah. Right. There was some moderation of the Democrat Party, like the party of Kennedy, however. Uh, Kennedy also had some of his issues, but not a socialistic streak uh, like many of his predecessors. And when you look at, um, when you look at the modern-day Democrat Party, the, how radical they have gone towards the left, Uh, What other uh, what other decision or answer do you need to look for Uh, specifically when it comes to the Green New Deal? And this is why they don't want to talk about the Green New Deal. All of a sudden they're running away from the Green New Deal. They don't want to talk about it. Well, why? Seventy of you uh, jumped on to the Green New Deal. Uh, Ed Markey, for example, was a co-sponsor of the Green New Deal. 
Uh, and so we don't have to really look uh, far back in history, but at least in my lifetime, there have been many deals, big government deals with big government Democrats, which also, I would say, corrupted the Republican Party. And the Republican Party has been corrupted since Ronald Reagan, because what we saw is the largest and most massive expansion of a government footprint under the leadership of, of Paul Ryan and Mitch McConnell. Hmm. And so that's exactly what Trump is fighting, even members in his own party that have forgotten that a limited government makes a freer people. Certainly. It's like the constant wars that government declares on certain things. They never want to actually win those wars because then the created bureaucratic base that supports fighting those wars will be obsolete and you won't need more government. So it, it's, it's a continuation of the slippery slide from Salowinski's Rules for Radicals to today, and it's been very, very well uh, carried out by the socialist movement, you know, in, you know, infesting our, our colleges and universities and public education with these revisionist history socialist, social justice kind of views instead of traditional American values. Do, do you agree or not? You know, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, what, what happened to our institutions of education? They became indoctrination centers for all of the, I would say, my parents' leftover anti-war presser, uh, protesters sure. like Bill Ayers of the world. Bill Ayers ended up as an esteemed professor in Chicago as he's standing on the American flag. Uh, then you have someone at the New York Times. What's the economist's name that actually won the Nobel Prize? Oh, um, uh, Krager? Uh, Paul, yeah, Paul Kruger? Paul Kruger. Yeah. You know, you ask these socialists, well, if we spend all the money in the world, is that somehow going to make the economy better? Um, <laughs> if, we, or if we confiscate all of the money in the world, is that somehow going to make the economy better? They're at, what, 90% uh, uh, wealth confiscation at this point? Is that the latest I've heard? From Seventy to ninety percent, and then and and then Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, that smiling cheerleader of ignorance—that's what I like to call her. Uh, she comes across with this. Well, how do you pay for it? Well, we'll just have the Federal Reserve print money, and then you look at what's happening in Venezuela right now. That's exactly what happened when they got like eighty thousand percent inflation because the money's worthless and people are starving. This is what it all leads to, and somehow. People who are naive enough to nod along and go along with this free everything for all don't understand that, that nothing is free and that it leads to what's happening in Venezuela eventually. It always does. Well, it has, but they, we just haven't done socialism right. And yeah, we just haven't is, done it so right. 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 The socialists always say, we just haven't done socialism right. No, actually, socialism has been implemented perfectly. This is the, the product and the outcome of a socialist society. Um, and so when you look at people fleeing socialist countries, they're fleeing because there's no economic opportunity. And so that's why they're fleeing to our country, because why? We're not a socialist country. There's right. economic opportunity. And another favorite uh, tagline or, or uh, statement by the socialist Democrats is that we're a institutionally racist country, and mm -hmm. Jesse Smollett was supposed to be proof of that. Well, if we were an institutionally racist country, why do all these people from other countries of all different colors uh, are banging on our doors to get here? Uh, and so when you tear apart their talking points, they really don't have anything to stand on. But if they'd like to stand on a foundation of sand, which is what 
socialism builds. Please go right ahead. And if we're stupid enough as a country because of the indoctrination of our millennial youth in order to usher in socialists, in order to re-engineer this capitalist system, then I guess that's what we deserve. Uh, but I think that more and more people are waking up uh, to the perils of socialism, especially those of color. You see Hispanic Americans, uh, 50% have an approval rating of this president. That's why the Democrats are going absolutely apoplectic. You see uh, black Americans averaging 30% approval rating of this president. I expect that number to go up. Again, apoplectic Democrats. Uh, so they need to, like I said at the top of the, our, our um, interview, import low-skilled, uneducated, non-English-speaking people in order to create more dependency and break this capitalist system. And that's why you see 16 states, all that have pretty high um, illegal alien populations, which are a drain on municipalities, cities, and state budgets. Well, you know, Megan Barth, uh, by the way, Megan Barth, uh, co-chair of Red Wave America PAC, founder of ReaganBabe.com. I love that. You didn't have to fight to get that domain name, did you? Uh, yes, I did. I bet you did. So, Megan. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I already had one of them taken from me by Michael Reagan. Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> I guess I mm-hmm. guess he has some claim to it with the last name. But anyway, uh, Megan, you see the migration coming from these very socialist blue states like California. And they're moving to Arizona. They're moving to Texas. They're moving to Colorado because of the high taxes and the socialist policies that they, in essence, voted for when they voted these people to uh, to be their representatives and their governors and the like. So they're fleeing the socialist policies, and now they're infecting these other states and bringing with them the socialist policies and the high taxation that they were running away from in the first place. It's laughable to me. But it's well, so it's, it's not so in, in Nevada. It's it's so insidious. It's so insidious. Well, it is. Yeah, we have an illegal immigration problem. We also have uh, a wealthy Democrat migration problem, uh, specifically in Nevada. Uh, our state turned blue due to two reasons: uh, I, uh, election fraud, voter tampering, as well as the migration of, of. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wealthy Californians or pensioned Californians fleeing the high taxes of California yeah. and then voting in for the, the same dumb socialist policies, progressive, as they love to call exactly. themselves. What the hell does that mean? Progressive. I'm so progressive. No, but you know, they, it, it really they, is. I call them regressive because they're not going forward. They're going backwards. So I like to call them the regressive left. But continue, please. Right. So all of these regressive leftists that vote for progressive policies then 
flee the progressive states and then come to Nevada and then ruin our state. They're kind of like locusts. <laughs> I, I would wherever say that's go, a good analogy. Destroy. Yes. And so um, wherever they go, they destroy. And so when we look at the migration of, of wealthy Californians or government working pensioned Californians that now have two pensions so they can afford to retire in low-tax states, uh, and afford to vote for these idiotic policies because they aren't affected by the free market. They've got government pensions. And so you look at Arizona, you look at Colorado, you look at Idaho, you look at Washington, you look at Nevada. You need to get further away from California as well as Texas, further away from California in order to flee the California migration. But then, of course, then we're trapped by the uh, right coast, which is also the left coast, and that would sure. be New York. Yep. And you've got a million New Yorkers fleeing New York and going to low-tax states like North Carolina and Florida and Georgia and some of the southern states where they can get a break, and then they vote for the same policies that they are fleeing. <laughs> it's insane. It really is. Well, that, that's why liberalism, as they used to say, is, is a mental disorder. All right. Ultimate, ultimately, Megan Barth, does the president, as he predicted, does he eventually win this in the Supreme Court if it gets there? Well, I guess it all kind of depends on Roberts, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, we'll see if Roberts, uh, another George Bush leftover, will we ever survive George Bush's legacy? Um, another George Bush leftover. Thanks so much. Do you see how moderates ruin everything? <laughs> I've always said that moderates never win national elections. They might win, win local elections, but they always backstab the Republican base because moderates are nothing more than Democrats. Uh, and so here we have a moderate chief justice who uh, likes to vote, I guess, with his conscience instead of how the Constitution is written. Um, not sure. So he is the one that gave us Obamacare because he's the one that argued on behalf of the defense and said, well, no, you should be arguing this is a tax. It's a tax. Okay, if it's a tax, then I'm going to pass it. Thanks. Um, well, you know, Megan, I will say I will say this. Constitutionally, if he's looking at the law, Congress has only Congress has the power to levy taxes. And even though they said it wasn't a tax at the beginning, they argued it was a tax, and apparently they argued successfully it was, and, and Chief Justice Roberts couldn't do anything else. Supreme, not in front of the Supreme Court. They didn't argue it was a no, tax. No? No, they did not. Hmm. So he gave them their argument. He gave them their argument. Oh, okay? So um, we'll see if uh, Chief Justice Roberts believed that our president has the primary duty of protecting us from enemies foreign and domestic. Well, that, that is his charge as, as commander-in-chief, absolutely. <sighs> well, enjoy. And there's no bigger threat to our country than illegal immigrant invasion. I agree. I agree. And when people on the border, some who say, who live in this country, American citizens say, there's not an invasion. Well, they're not going to stay right there where they crossed. They, they fan out across the country. There may not be any crisis there outside of, you know, the, the drug smuggling and the sex trafficking, the human trafficking that's going on and the humanitarian crisis. Uh, they, they may not seem like there's a crisis on the border, but that's where it's all coming in. And then they fan out and they go to every corner of the country. In the shadows. In yes. the shadows. Megan Barth, thank you very much for your time. And, uh, Gary, thanks. And have a great uh, show today. Thank you. All right. Thank you, bet. you so much. We'll take a break and come back. Gary Jeff in for Winnie on 700WLW.com. Hello. 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 Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Oh, boy, guy. Segman, I know that you're probably in mourning right now. 
Because Karl Lagerfeld, one of the most prolific, widely popular designers of the 20th and 21st century, has died in Paris. He was 85. Are you are you wearing a Lagerfeld today? That uh, looks like a Lagerfeld. He wore, he wore the sunglasses all the time, right? Yeah. Famous for the sunglasses, yeah. And, and his quotes. He had lots of quotes. Okay. I don't, I don't have any of those in the cut file, but we no. had lots. In the studio today, we have joining us, they would have been on the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline, but the in-studio experience is always optimal when you're a part of a Stooge report. Correct. We have Mr. Doug Bonson from Ripley, Ohio, and Mr. Nate Heimlich. Huh? Performing maneuvers in Cynthiana, Kentucky, and now in our studio, joining us today. And is he I, any relation to? Are, are you any relation to the? No relation. No. So you can't help Seg if he starts choking in the middle of the stooge report. I am trained in the maneuver. Oh, okay. Maybe you should be sitting closer. This often happens with Seg. <laughs> I'm pretty light he'll, on my feet. He'll get an odd piece of kibble or something in the middle of talking about the Reds, and he'll begin choking. And then either Matt Steinman or Tony Bender or myself have to come behind him, and the thing pops out, and he just continues like nothing ever happened. Correct. Uh, but uh, one of Nate's great wants in life yes. is to join us in the Stooge, Depart- Stooge Report so he can say, Tempstar with us. And so I, fe- right. I feel like the magic is almost ready to happen. Are you ready, Segman? Yes. Nate, are you ready? I am ready, sir. Doug, are you ready? Yes. I'm ready. Let's go. Gentlemen and everyone, the uh, Stooge Report is a proud service of your local Tempstar. Heating and air conditioning dealers. Tempstar. Quality you can feel in Cincinnati. Call Sheldon Braun at Braun Heating at 385-7765. Sparks! He did that like an old pro, Seth. That was like a choir. He did that like he's been doing it every afternoon in his car or wherever he is. Probably has. He probably has been practicing for years. We ought to do a flash poll on how many people do that. You know, let's do that. We'll have a flash poll right now. 513-749-7000. How many people actually echo out the Tempstar when Seg reads the ad at the beginning of the Stooge Reports? I'd like to know. This is an excellent question. Seg, begin with sports, and we'll see if we have any uh, takers on the Tempstar AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline. Reds update uh, news today out of uh, Goodyear, Arizona, and the Reds' uh, spring training camp. Sonny Gray will start uh, Saturday's uh, Cactus League opener against those Cleveland Indians. One of the newest. There's no indication that he will be the opening day starter. That's just the way it is. Sal Romano goes Sunday. Alex Wood Monday. Oh, so so we got two of the new the two of the three new uh, pitchers Correct. on the mound in Goodyear. Hold on here a second. Okay. On the uh, the attempts, can you give me a temp star? Hello, can you give me a temp star? Gary, Jeff, you're a hillbilly and temp star. <laughs> can you give me a temp star? Temp star. Very good. Uh, temp star hotline flash poll. What's going on? <laughs> Hey, my name is Red from Milford, Kentucky, and I say Tempstar every time you guys do. I didn't know there was a Milford, Kentucky either. Hello, this is the uh, Tempstar flash poll on the Stooge Report. What you got yeah. for us? I got a Tempstar. I wish we had Tempstar in eastern Kentucky, but we don't have it here. Oh, well, we got it. We well, well, do get what it. we can. Uh, can you give me a Tempstar, please? Tempstar! <laughs> I have seen it, and I drive a truck for a living. So. Uh, ATN, baby. I can hear that in your voice. Okay, uh, Tempstar flash poll. Can you give me a Tempstar? 
Hello. Goodbye. Come in. Tempstar. Quality. Oh. Uh, Tempstar, please. Tempstar. Hello. Tempstar. Tempstar. Quality you can feel. Oh, th- hey, he's and has a tagline. The quality might, you can feel. That's pretty damn good. Job there. Uh, Maddie Machado. Yes. Uh, um, has agreed to the biggest free agent contract in American sports history today. He gets a signed for two billion dollars. $300 million with the San Diego Padres. $2 billion for 14 games. And he'll be injured. Uh, the Padres have now spent $474 million in free agency the past two seasons. Holy crap. Of course, they've signed uh, Eric Hosmer a couple years ago. Are they getting any return for their money thus far, Seg? So, uh, the, I, don't uh, see, I don't see a lot of bang for their bucks uh, here. The, the four-time All-Star and two guy, two-time Gold Glove Award winner at third base made $16 million between the Dodgers and the Orioles last season. That's why race. It's amazing. Uh, By the way, 37 home runs, 107 RBIs. I heard through arbitration you finally got your race. Yeah. Isn't that true? Also, uh, Bengals news. Uh, Here we go again. What, they tried, what, seven or eight guys as defensive coordinator? Turned them down? Seven. Well, uh, New York Giants uh, uh, defensive backs coach, Lou Anaromo said is set no, to interview no. with. Uh, well, he's he's set to interview with the Bengals Thursday. What and are the right now the front that? runner for the defensive coordinator job. He worked with uh, Zach Taylor in Miami, both finishing uh, twenty fifteen as uh, interim coordinators, and they say he's a respected assistant. So he worked in Miami. So we'll see what happens. Was was he in Miami or in Florida? Uh, maybe I don't know. Three four weeks ago, smoke, smoking pot with Mark Walton. No. What's what's the deal on Walton? Have the, have the Bengals spoke Don't, about that? The newest report haven't about him thing. being picked up for possession of marijuana. This comes on the heels of some kind of uh, assault right charge. In. He fits right in, no doubt. Uh, college basketball tonight, number four. Kentucky's on the road against those Missouri Tigers at nine. ESPN fifteen thirty. Ball State's at Miami. Dayton at Davidson. Fifteenth ranked Purdue at Indiana. Uh, Kentucky basketball tonight. Covcath and Holmes. Highlands Battles, Newcalf. Tim Star Flashpole Hotline, hello. From deep in the heart of Dent, Tim Star. Very good. good. You like I, that? I, I like your energy. That's excellent. Now, Seg, yes. when you initially started doing the ads for Tim Star, was there any instruction? My house was cold. Was there any instruction on how you read that? Because it's become a sig- signature read no. in Cincinnati radio. This no. is why one of your you're one of the great voices I just, in all of local broadcasting. Very and the Tempstar to, thing is the thing that puts you over the top, I think. Very happy to have Tempstar as our main sponsor. Are we getting paid extra for this? Quality uh, you can feel. Can you give me a Tempstar, please? The best one yet. Tempstar. Quality you can feel. Quality you can trust. Very nice. They know it all, Seg. You've done a great job educating the public. Uh, you gotta be you gotta be warm in the in the winter and cool in the summer, Gary Jeff. Stooge report, Tempstar Flashpole, have you got one for me? From high atop White Oak Estate, <laughs> Tempstar. Nice. Uh anybody else? Tempstar? Steinberg. <laughs> Steinberg. <laughs> might have been Jose Rio. <laughs> That's time. Not bad. Oh, God. Anything else going on, Seg? That's it. All right. That's it. Anything else you... Any questions you'd like to ask Seg, Nate, while you're here? He's answered them all. All right. Doug Bonson, do you have any questions for Seg? 
Not, not right now. Do you have any questions for me, either one of you two? Hmm. No. Apparently not. <laughs> okay. Right. Seg, go ahead and get us out of the stage report then. Seg, do you have any questions for me? No. All right. Uh, Gary, Jeff, in honor of the uh, sun shining here in Kenwood, but uh, some winter weather on the way with Ted McKay. Yes. Uh, we leave you with the immortal words of the Stooge Report. I'm not finished yet. I'm not leaving till everybody gets these hands. Thank you. <laughs> Do you know, Seg, that lightsaber dueling has become a sport in France? Is that on ESPN 2 French, today at 4? It'll be on the Ocho, along oh. with Dodgeball. French fencing officials give it official status. It's now easier than ever in France to act out your Star Wars fantasies. You can actually <laughs> do a lightsaber duel, and they're call, they're scoring it, I guess. They're judging it. They're scoring it. I'm not sure how they're doing this. The LED-lit rigid polycarbonate lightsaber replicas can't slice a Sith Lord in half. Why would you have one if it doesn't work? You know what I mean? Is, if you uh, can't slice a Sith Lord in half, then what's the point of even having a lightsaber? Is Simon, what's his name involved in this show? Is he the judge? Simon Cowell? Yeah. It does With sound Howie like Mandel something. And- it does sound like something they'd be into. Absolutely. Thank you, Seg. We'll see you uh, next yes, hour. Yes, sir. 700 WLW. Coming up immediately after the news at around 2.06, Dr. Carl Fitt. Fichtenbaum from uh, UC on Hep A, Hepatitis A. He is a doctor of infectious diseases dealing with hepatitis, HIV, AIDS, and the like. And obviously we've had some problems with Hepatitis A here in the tri-state of late. Within the last year or so, there have been several outbreaks. I know people are personally affected by them, and it's not a fun disease. It usually does resolve itself, and... The patient infected usually does live, unless there are other conditions that they're suffering from, but it's not pretty at all. Back in the studio, Gary Jeffin for Willie on 700 WLW, and uh, Doug and Nate are here joining in because Nate finally got to do his Tempstar thing on the air. Uh, but you understand, Doug, you had a question for me from your sister. Was that correct? Yes, my sister wanted to know what your favorite barbecue was. Any that I don't have to make. I thoroughly and, agree. And today it was your your brisket. Because <laughs> I was not involved in the smoking process or the you know the fixing process. So yeah. Right. And the best meals are always ones that somebody else makes. Absolutely. But I do have I do have some some favorite places that I like to go. Webb's barbecue in Newport. They're only open one day a week on Fridays. Exactly. Uh, Those are the kind of places that I like. You know, when they're out, they're out. Right. Eli's isn't bad, you know. Mm-hmm. There, there's some places that are okay. Sure. Do you, do you have any favorite places besides, well, obviously it wouldn't be yours because you had to put the time into making it. So. <laughs> I know. By the time I get done on a Friday night, I'm oh, done cooking. Everybody says, did you try Did you try your pork chops? No. I've yeah, yeah, smelled your, them all day. You've no. had your hands and your olfactory <laughs> system and everything dealing with it all day long. Absolutely. I, I'll tell you what. I started out in uh, barbecue back in uh, back in the 1990s. I went down into... Texas or in the Houston area and was able to sample some really good restaurants at some really good restaurants down there. And I saw the style and how they used the offset cooking and brought it back to Ohio. Well, everybody in Ripley looked at me like, what's that? They had no clue what an offset cooker was. And now it's so popular. Sure. 
I mean, there's a whole television series built around the offset exactly. cooker of barbecue. And the Food Channel is giving away all the nice, good secrets on all this, too. I mean, everybody can do it. It's great. And I have no hidden secrets when it comes to barbecue. Well, you just got to take the time that it takes. Exactly. And that's the thing. Right. And a lot of people do not have that kind of focus or that kind of discipline to take the proper amount of time to do what you got to do right. to make it, it right. It, it takes practice. I see a lot of people that like to do the weekend warrior thing and try to have something cooked by 5 o'clock on a Saturday night, and it's not going to be done until 5 o'clock Sunday afternoon. There is a new trend in food that I've been noticing over the past couple of weeks, really. And this is brand new. This is cutting edge. This is right on the tip of the sword. People are using food as weapons. <laughs> Biscuits? No, no. <laughs> a guy last week hit his his girlfriend, assaulted his girlfriend with a burrito. And this was the second burrito face smashing in as many weeks. And it's amazing that all this happens in Florida. Uh, wow. Escambia County man allegedly slaps woman with a bowl of chili. Ouch, ouch. <laughs> Uh, as well as hitting her, pulling her hair, as if the chili wasn't bad enough. According to the arrest report issued by the sheriff's office in Escambia County, the victim told police she was in a parked car with her boyfriend when 33-year-old Gerald Jenkins uh, asked the victim who was in the car with her. The victim stated when she said it was her boyfriend, Jenkins slapped her with a bowl of chili. Okay, it goes back to the days of the McDonald's and the the hot coffee, whether it's McDonald's or anybody else. But I no, I mean, no, no. In, in, in the McDonald's case with the hot, hot coffee, <laughs> the woman, the victim was also the perpetrator. True. I mean, you know, just by being stupid. This is people <laughs> who actually, who actually are confronting people with food items. Now, think of all the things that uh, you have made in the past, say, month. Okay. What would be the most effective food weapon? Oh. Would it be the bone-in pork chops? Would it be? Turkey drumstick. Turkey drumstick. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be a great One for weapon. each hand. <laughs> You're supposed to eat it. You're not supposed to hit people with it. What's wrong with these people? My God. I mean, what's what's it going to be next? So, guys, there are plenty of, plenty of, uh, Root vegetables and the like that could be very, very dangerous in the wrong hands. That's right. There was a story about 20 years ago from California where a guy who was a Vietnamese immigrant living in Southern California allegedly beat his neighbor to death with a bag of frozen squirrels he had in the freezer in the garage. Bag of frozen squirrels. No, not not like Slimmy. Not like the sculpture there. and the, They were actually a bag of frozen squirrels. That's wrong. It's and, just wrong. Well, and there, there weren't any great calls for background checks for people buying frozen squirrels or anything like that. There was no legislation in the pipeline to, to ban bump squirrels or anything like that. But they're obviously, they can be a danger. It doesn't matter what it is. If you can hurt someone with it, it can be a weapon. But do you blame the frozen squirrels? No. no. You, know, you blame the crazy Vietnamese immigrant who's beating his neighbor to death with a bag of frozen squirrels. I once hit, an, I once hit a woman with a, with a tomato, but it was just in fun. She, she tried to attack me with a carrot <laughs> when, I, when I was turned around. <laughs> Awful.
So anyway, keep that in mind. Food is to be consumed, is to be eaten, to be enjoyed for our nourishment to our bodies, not to attack people with. Always. All right. Uh, the Hep A crisis. Is there a crisis? What are the current numbers? What can you do about it if you get it? How can you prevent it? There are vaccines out there. And uh, what to look for as far as symptoms. Dr. Carl J. Fichtenbaum from UC on Hep A when we continue on this Bill Cunningham show. And your phone calls always welcome, 513-749-7000, 1-800-843-2441, pound 7 on AT&T is a free call, and we'll be entertaining those calls if you'd like on the acutehearingcenters.com hotline throughout the show. 700 WLW. I'll make a rich woman beg. I'll make a good woman steal. I'll make an old woman bless. And I'll make a young girl squeal. I want to be yours, pretty baby. Yours and yours alone. I'm here to tell you, honey. Gary Jeff Walker and for Bill Cunningham on this Tuesday, February 19th, 2019 on 700 WLW online, 700WLW.com. And right now on the AcuteHearingCenters.com hotline, Carl J. Fichtenbaum, MD, from the University of Cincinnati and uh, the Medical Center, uh, specializes in infectious diseases. And we're here to talk about the recent Hep A outbreaks in the tri-state. And uh, Dr. Fichtenbaum, welcome. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks a lot, Gary. Appreciate it. Uh, How long have you been doing what you do, doctor? Well, I've been here in Cincinnati for 19 years. I've been practicing as an infectious disease specialist since 1994. Okay. So a lot of uh, experience and a lot of infections. No doubt about it. Uh, Primarily, let's just go to to Hepe real quickly. Uh, A good friend of mine was infected uh, Back in the fall, when when there was an outbreak reported in northern Kentucky, and there were outbreaks recorded in Cincinnati, in and around the area, uh, mainly stemming from uh, a lot of them were in restaurant workers. Uh, you know, and that's how I'd, I'd assume that it could could spread there. But Hep A is not it's not airborne, and it's not easily spread in normal human contact, is it? Or is that a fallacy? Well, so the thing about hepatitis A is is that it is spread sort of a, a hand-to-mouth kind of thing. Right, so we, fecal-oral, we, right? Right, yeah, we, we excrete it in our stool, and it is in the oral secretion so that it, it is something that, you know, when people get it on their hands, people, it's in their mouth and, and in the stool. So it can be passed between people. So if you have somebody who is infected and they live in a family and that person is preparing food, there's a significant chance that people who are not immune to hepatitis A are going to catch it in their family. So it can be passed that way. So it has a lot to do with the amount of exposure, so how many viruses or what we call virions you're actually exposed to, and and it, it doesn't have a very high infectious dose, so it is fairly transmittable. I think the biggest thing is having that contact with that person who is contagious. Right, I, and he was explaining to me 
<clears throat> my wife and I, in our other job, we work as bartenders. And, you know, we're, we're not handling food, but we're doling out drinks and beers and, and the like and, and dealing with the general public. And at the time of the outbreak, after he was diagnosed, he said, you ought to go get yourself screened or, or get the vaccine. And I said, well, really, John, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm not that concerned about it because my hand's in steramine water about every minute that I'm in that bar washing glasses. And, you know, steramine's pretty tough stuff. It kills about 99.9% of bacteria, including the HIV virus. If, you know, if right. you got it on your hands or whatever, you're dealing with somebody washing a beer glass or whatever. So, I mean, am, am I on track pretty much with that? I mean, constantly washing your hands is a big part of protecting yourself, is it not? Well, hand washing is very helpful. Um, but the question also becomes, what about your contact? For example, thinking about bartenders, they often grab a glass mm -hmm. uh, or bust the plates or, or sure. food from the bar and, and you could have a customer. And so if the customer has hepatitis A, you know, are you uh, doing that busing and then immediately washing your hands every time? Or is there something that gets on your hands and, you know, then can it get in contact with your mouth? So, you know, because it, you just don't know if somebody else is sick, sometimes they don't know it. Yeah, because what's the incubation period for hepatitis A, doctor? So it's it's usually an average of about 28 days, but it's anywhere between 15 to 50 days. So it could be, you know, as long as a month or two um, that a person may come in contact with it before you develop any symptoms. And the symptoms are kind of nonspecific. Some people, some people will get jaundice or yellow skin, yellow eyes. Right. But uh, many people just feel fatigued, tired. Um, they they may have a little, you know, usually not much fever, maybe some nausea or vomiting, maybe a little bit of diarrhea. You know, and that could be almost like any other flu or cold. You don't really know about it unless, of course, your eyes turn yellow or your skin turns yellow. Yeah. Uh, that's when people start to think hepatitis. Well, he thought it was a bad stomach virus or whatever, and by the time he got to the doctor, his organs were starting to shut down. And he said, I can't believe that you've been walking around like this for as long as you have. Uh, we need and then the IVs immediately, the fluids, and uh, away we went. He just got, this was like six, seven months ago from his first sign of, and, and I'm maybe off by a month or two, since he was infected and diagnosed and the treatment was started, He's now able to drink one beer. He just got cleared to drink one beer because of the damage it does to your liver and the like. Do most people have it that severely? Well, no. Most of the time, what's interesting is hepatitis A tends to be the mildest of the kinds of hepatitis, and usually people get better. After somewhere between two to six weeks of feeling badly, usually the it liver recovers and they re resolve and everything goes back to normal. But with this newer epidemic that we've been seeing that's swept across many of the Midwestern states, the cases have been more severe. So we've had many more people hospitalized with hepatitis A than we're used to seeing. And we've even had five deaths in Ohio, which is unusual because 
this kind of hepatitis is usually more mild and self-limited. So it is different, and um, it may be that it's changed a little bit, as viruses will do, oh, yeah. and, and we're seeing a little bit more severe disease than we were used to seeing, which may be what your friend experienced. Well, being an uh, infectious diseases specialist, Dr. Fichtenbaum, uh, you just mentioned it. That's the thing about viruses. They're some of the most crafty organisms on the planet as far as changing their structure and becoming resistant to, you know, the safeguards a body may have or, or any kind of antivirals that are using to treat them. But viruses are very insidious creatures, are they not? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, I mean, I think what happens is is that viruses are exposed over and over again to their environment, and they're exposed to our immune system, and they try to survive like any other living being or living organism, and so they're trying to adapt. And in the process of doing that, a sometimes just a minor change in a protein can often lead to more severe consequences to humans and it's probably not necessarily something that the virus is intending to do, and who knows why it happens. Sure. That's why we tend to study these things. Uh, but we have noticed that with this particular strain of hepatitis A we're seeing that's very active in our community. What, what's caused the outbreak? I mean, because this, this is not an every-year kind of thing, doctor. Every no. once in a while you see one of these viruses just pop up and spread like wildfire out of the blue. Do we have any clue as to what has caused these latest outbreaks? We're not 100% convinced why this happened. What we've seen is is that in states like West Virginia, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, we're now seeing epidemic levels of hepatitis A. And the populations that are most affected are people who use injection drugs, mm. homeless patients, homeless people, excuse me, and uh, individuals, uh, men who have sex with men. These are some of the populations that seem to be more affected. And so our suspicion is is that it may have started in one of these groups, and then because there's so much human contact and overlap, you know, people who uh, often work in different environments, so we've seen some cases where people got it at a restaurant or caught it from somebody, you know, that there's a lot of different reasons why people are getting it. But it seems to be most concentrated in those populations. So we're really trying to be very vigilant about screening people 
uh, and looking very carefully for hepatitis A and where possible, uh, where we can vaccinate people so we can prevent it. Is it easy to uh, find it in the system in, in normal blood screenings? Yeah, you can. Our antibody testing is very sensitive. Um, so you can test people for long-term antibodies that indicate they're immune to the disease. And the short-term antibody, or IgM, which indicates that people have uh, active disease. All right. Uh, what are you know what the latest numbers are on, on so, uh, this area and and what's going on? Yeah. So there's almost, there's been in the state of Ohio, for example, there's been just a little bit more than 950 cases reported in the last year. For example, in Hamilton County, 127 cases. Uh, in Butler County, more than 250 cases. So uh, across Ohio, and it and it did seem like it was kind of maybe creeping across from West Virginia. So, you know, southeastern Ohio was very heavily hit by this as well. And it's made its way up into, you know, Franklin and Montgomery counties as well. So it's all across the state of Ohio. And then, of course, Kentucky, um, you know, with a very good presence in northern Kentucky. Right. Well, just across the river from Cincinnati. I mean, that, right. it's it's no secret to me that there would be transferal and, and there would be outbreaks there as well. Just real quickly, you don't hear a whole lot about it. Is HIV back on the ray, uh, on, on the uh, on the rise, doctor? Well, we've had very stable new infection rates of HIV over about the last seven to ten years, where we're seeing in the you know in our area, the metropolitan statistical area, between 100 to 200 new cases every year being diagnosed. What we're seeing that's different is is that the rate of HIV infection in the injection use population has more than quadrupled so that we're seeing um, much huge, many more numbers of people with it who are injection drug users are now being infected. It is a very efficient way to pass HIV if you share needles or the paraphernalia associated with drug use. And so uh, individuals, we're seeing many more people. We used to have in the neighborhood of maybe Five to ten percent of all new infections would be related to injection drugs, and now it's much more like twenty-nine to thirty-five percent of all new infections are related to injection drug use in our area. All right, Dr. Carl uh, J. Fickenbaum from uh, from uh, University of Cincinnati. Are you at UC Medical Center, or where do you operate out, Doctor? Yes. I am at uh, UC Medical Center, uh, UC Health, and uh, University of Cincinnati College of Medicine. All right, fantastic. Thank you for your time today. Some some good stuff. And do you recommend people, if they are uh, in the public a lot, to, to get the vaccination or to, to be screened to see if they're immune to Hep A? Or? Yeah, what I would recommend is contact your doctor or your health care provider and ask them if you should be vaccinated for hepatitis A. There are very specific recommendations. It's a very um, simple and easy vaccine. It's highly effective. Few side effects, of course, like any vaccine, the shot hurts. Um, you can get one vaccine and six months later another vaccine, and certainly high-risk groups uh, should be vaccinated. Um, people who have any sort of chronic disease, immune suppression, 
liver disease, things like that, need these vaccines. But the best thing is ask your provider um, and, you know, get vaccinated if you can. Many of the uh, current insurance policies cover hepatitis A vaccine. It is recommended universally for children. Uh, we just don't have it for all of the adults because that recommendation was only uh, made within the last decade. All right. Dr. Fichtenbaum, thank you very much for your time today. Good stuff. All right. Take care. All right. And from what Dr. Fichtenbaum told me, if you've not had the vaccination yet, Matsley, considering your habits and proclivities. We'll take a break and come back. Gary Jeffin for Willie on 700 WLW. Back into the Willie Show for this Tuesday, 700 WLW. Gary Jeff from the Criminals Are Stupid file. Two men were at the SHOT Show last Wednesday in Las Vegas. One uh, actually worked as a forklift driver. The world's largest firearms trade show, the Las Vegas Review-Journal reports. They stole... Among other things, Remington machine guns, rifles and pistols, Donnell Land Systems machine guns, Mauser rifles, Glock pistols, Sauer and Sohn rifles, rifles, advanced armament silencers. They got caught because the National Shooting Sports Foundation, the host of the SHOT Show, require all manufacturers to remove the firing pins for the weapons displayed so they can't operate. So ATF which, by the way, should be a store, not a Department of Government. The ATF-E made aware of the situation and alerted local firearm licensees to be attentive for any individual seeking gunsmithing services or, more specifically, firing pens. So the next day, owner of this gun shop in Henderson, Nevada, alerts the ATF about a customer interaction the day before, uh, the two men and a woman purchased a shotgun, magazines, and asked about firing pins for an AR-15. Red flags everywhere. <laughs> According to the complaint, the gun store's associate explained the firing pin had to be replaced during cleaning. The store owner said it appeared that the individuals were unfamiliar with and or new to firearms. An ATF agent spotted the man's black Chevy Impala, the same one from the gun store at a nearby apartment complex. When agents reached them, they found the stolen firearms despite neither one of them having any guns registered to them. So make sure, this is the rule. If you're new to guns, and that would be me. I would be a person who would be new to guns. Make sure if you steal a gun that the firing pin is actually in the gun before you steal it. Know enough about the the weapon to understand that you have to have a firing pin for it to work. I don't know. No details on what the hell they were going to do with all these guns and rifles. But I'd probably just steal them and sell them, I guess. But uh, can you imagine just the egg on their face when they get all these guns to their places? Oh, hell, they don't work. Oh, no firing pin. Well, we need to take it to a gun shop. (laughs) Wrong move. Or you should probably have somebody who is efficient in actually installing fire pins in guns, you know, so you don't have to go somewhere the ATF will raise the flag. Why do you think they call it dope? Uh, the Stooge Report is on the way. Jay Armstrong will join us in studio as well. He's sitting right next to Seg. He'll make Seg happy. We'll break for news and come back. 700 WLW. Hello. 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 Hello.
quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Don't fall, you bonehead. Oh, my guy. Hello, Segman. How are you doing? You see that the audience is expanding for the Stooge Report today. We start with Doug and Nate. And now joining us, stand-up comedian Jay Armstrong. He just took also, a wrong turn at Albuquerque or something? A regular appearer on the Nightcap Man Cave. No. Along with other assorted illustrious guests. And so, you know, last Thursday was Valentine's Day, Segman. Okay? It was? Yes. Oh. This is... That's right, where I got the date wrong. And I got you the got gender wrong. You got the gender wrong. wrong yeah, on our cards Lance to our wives. gave his daughter's card, apparently, to his wife. Oh, that's nice. I didn't hear about that one. Now you now you know. But this, apparently, from now on, from this point forward, February 19th will be known as Seg Love Fest Day. Because the assembled multitude in our studio today, the gentlemen what? are here. They're here for you. No, they are not. They came at my invitation. Oh. But they came here Glad because they love Segman Dennison so much. Jay, in fact, said, that's my favorite part of the program. Can I really come up for the Stooge Report again? Oh, I love that. That's, That's why I'm sitting here. Next I was to actually much closer until we you came in. I didn't oh, want good. to freak you out. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, Nate got to fulfill his wish of saying, Tempstar! He's going to say it again here in a few minutes, I, I hope. I, w- I would think so. Right. First and foremost, what the Florida, uh, a young woman named, she didn't look like a young woman. She looks like a very bitter old woman. Anyway, uh, Kimberly Gable. Failed to show yesterday for a pretrial hearing at a Clearwater courthouse. A judge ordered the arrest of the 42-year-old bitter woman. What did she do? Well, back in November, she was arrested for disorderly conduct after she allegedly caused a scene at a Red Lobster in St. Petersburg, Florida. The manager told police that he asked Gable to leave the restaurant for disturbing other customers. Before departing the Red Lobster... She allegedly proceeded to reach into the water tank containing live lobsters, grabbed the lobster, and ran out of the restaurant with the thing waving its claws around. Here, here she is actually is shoplifting true? a lobster from Red Lobster. Yeah, but she might have paid for carryout. In, in misdemeanor information know. filed last month, prosecutors accused Gable of disorderly conduct to wit removing and unnecessarily tormenting a live lobster from the tank of an establishment. Now, let I me you, ask. I think you, you get life if uh, you mess with the live lobsters. Have you, you ever been, Seg? Have you or no. have you not ever been in a red lobster where no. there were live lobsters in the tank and reached your hand in and tormented a live lobster? Have no. you ever tormented a live in, in any way, shape, or form? No, I try to stay away from them. Actually, at home. Now, I, I love lobster. My wife absolutely loves lobster. Yes. But we would never torment the thing. I mean, outside of sticking it in boiling water and listening it scream as it dies. I mean, that could be considered tormenting a, a live lobster. But I, I like to eat lobster. I don't like to steal oh. lobster. I don't want to torment the lobster. I just want to eat it. Was so, she was she ordering it in the restaurant or was she? Upset no, she was. With she was. She was apparently causing a scene. The manager said, "Ma'am, you've got to go." And that was her she payback. Just, she just reached into the tank and stole the lobster and ran out the door. They arrested her for lobster theft. Jay, have you ever tormented a live lobster? Not a lobster. I tried to steal a giant Oscar once out of a tank. <laughs> well, a tropical fish? Why, yeah. why did you try and do that? I don't know. I was hammered drunk. I didn't have a way to transport it. I didn't have a place to put it. You didn't even I have just, a little bag that you could carry it in? I mean, oh. it was about 
eight inches in diameter. I mean, there would be no small bag you carrying just, it. You just, you were just. I had both of my arms wrapped around it, like I was hugging it, it in the. You aquarium. were noodling. You were noodling the Oscar, which is hillbilly hand fishing. Well, you don't want to noodle them. They got teeth. Oscars are mean. I, so, so another reason that you sh- should not probably have tried to do this. Oh, I shouldn't have even been in public that night. Well, do you know what you had consumed? Do you remember what you had consumed at that point? <laughs> a, a lot of eight star, which eight star is a blended whiskey. It uh, they put it on the bottom shelf to you know because it's so popular. They got to- hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Tired of getting that ladder out. Uh, but it's thirteen ninety nine for a half gallon, or at least it was when I quit drinking. That's like that's domestic violence at a value price. What's the proof? Eighty. Okay, so you're buying a half gallon of eighty proof crap whiskey. Yeah, rock. Good. And then you and then you're trying to steal Oscars out of fish tanks. Yeah, I, that's one of the many things I did that evening. So uh, <laughs> there was many did you go around star stealing, stealing a zoo or something. Or I mean, you got we, the fish. Did you go somewhere and uh, you know? We, I'm. I don't know that there's a statute on limitations on some of this stuff. Uh, <laughs> well, none, t- none of it involved a human being as a victim, but. Tell me, tell me some other things, and we'll decide whether there's a statute of limitations and whether you did it or not. I mean, if you the think fish. there's a statute of limitations and it hasn't run out, you, you say, I had a friend, a close friend who Oh, wants- no, I know how to say allegedly. You yeah. Know, that, that, was, uh, that got me in court one time. The judge is like, is this for writing cold checks? And I was like, no, this is for having a number changed on my ID, allegedly. And then they all laughed at me. So you do you do know legal terms to help get you out of scrapes? Yeah, you know, if you point. hang out in the kitchen long enough, you figure out some of the terminology. Absolutely. Segman? Gary Jeff, the uh, Stooge Report is a proud service of your local Tempstar. Heating and air conditioning dealers. Tempstar! <laughs> Quality you can feel in Cincinnati. Call Schmidt Heating and Air at 531-6900. Tempstar! There you go. <laughs> Sounds like a choir. That's a my, cut. My Tempstar! wife... My wife loves Jay. He she calls it Jay Armstrong's evil laugh when he thinks something's really funny. In all fairness, everything I do is evil. Well, there you go. Sag could be another one. Uh, let's see. Uh, Reds uh, working out today at uh, Goodyear, Arizona. Sunny Gray will start uh, Saturday's Cactus League opener against those Indians. Sal Romano starts Sunday, and Alex Wood goes Monday. My ball head is spinning like a dial telephone. Thank you, Marty. Yeti Armbruster leaving on Friday. For spring training. That's is correct. That correct. Yes. Uh, Manny Machado has agreed to the biggest free agent contract in sports history today. Two billion dollars. Mr. Machado goes to the San Diego Padres, a ten-year, three hundred million dollar deal. Two billion dollars with endorsements. Uh, over the past two seasons, the Padres have now spent four hundred and seventy-four million 
and free agency on but two players. Isn't that the problem? The Reds don't have that kind of budget, so that's why the Reds have struggled because we're we're not spending four hundred and seventy four million dollars in two years on Show free me agents. Don't have it. I, I know. And how about the Cubs? But how about the what Cubs about the Padres? Yesterday? What about how bad the Padres suck, though? Well, they're they're spending lots better of money. Now. Well, Hopefully. you think? What, how much is Bryce Harper going to? He's still out there, is he? We going to bring him in? And the and the Cubs said yesterday the reason why they didn't go after any free agents. Yeah, they don't have no money. I'm serious. Two years, two years. The Chicago past, Cubs don't have. Hey, have no money. Two years past money. winning a World Series and they're all out of money. Three years past, yeah. In Chicago, that's not exactly a Thank small you. market, is it, Seg? Uh, no, no, no. And they're What's winning. Their problem, and they'll be winning for a while. Winning, they're going to win so much they're going to get sick of winning, like President Trump. Hopefully, that'll happen here in Cincinnati pretty soon. But we'll get sick of winning. Yes. <laughs> no. Well, you, to to get sick of something because we've been sick of losing all this time. It's about time it's well, turning around. When you get sick of something, then you hopefully don't the want Reds to do will, it anymore. Holy, hopefully, the Reds will uh, get things done this year. The election is rigged. Well, that's a possibility. <laughs> it's always a possibility. I, I get, you know, whatever. What's going on in the uh, world of college hoops? You got any college hoop stories? Uh, let's see. Uh, Kentucky's at Missouri tonight. Ball State in Miami. Dayton and Davidson and uh, Purdue and Indiana. And. Um, Kentucky uh, boys district action tonight has Covcalf and Holmes. Highlands goes up against Newcalf among the the games. Who's that new recruit for UC who who scored like 52 points the other night? Yeah, he was unbelievable. 52 points in a high school game. Mr. Curtis? Yes. So, uh, I don't know. He's going to be here and uh, light it up. Mo Egger says that if Jaron Cumberland stays for his senior season and they get this, this kid in... Who's also from the same area, basically. Where's Curtis from? That I don't know. I think Jaron Cumberland was from Wilmington, Ohio. That's correct. The home of the Quakers. Yes. And Mr. Curtis is somewhere close in that vicinity. All right. So they got both those players on the roster next year for Mick Cronin. And Mo Eggers says that they'll probably win the the whole tournament. They'll probably win the, the big dance. That's what he said. Of course, I boldly predicted that oh, the knows Bengals. What he's talking about? I boldly predicted the Bengals will be number one in the AFC North without a defensive coordinator. Next let's go! Year. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! What, well, are, you, what, what, are, what are your thoughts? Wants to get going. Well, I'm all for it. Do you think it could happen though? Let's go, Bengals AFC North champion. I don't know. You got the Super Bowl champs coming here. The Bengals go to uh, London to play the NFC champion Rams. Yeah. Um, okay. They just win the rest of the games. They lose those two. Why not? Win the rest of the games, sure. Pittsburgh will be without Antonio Brown. Exactly. Maybe they'll have more of a mess in Pittsburgh. The Browns have hired Kareem Hunt. Cleveland, Baker Mayfield will be mouthing off because uh, Hugh Jackson's not here anymore. Yeah. Any, any news? Ravens don't have uh, Joe Flacco. Any news on Mark Walton? Nothing. Can he get me a, a good deal on an ounce? <laughs> Call him. I don't know. Haven't heard a thing. What do you think, Jay? I mean, I think if he can't get you the deal that you want, he'll just punch him in the mouth. I think that's... And just take it? Yeah, because that's what it was, was a battery charge. Right after he steals an Oscar out of somebody's aquarium? You know what? It takes a special kind of man to steal an Oscar, Gary Jeff Walker. I I couldn't even pull it off, and I'm a legend. (laughs) Segment? If you would, get us out of the studio report, please. Uh, Gary Jeff, in honor of uh, a cloudy day outside, but uh, winter weather is coming. Uh, And then more rain. Just what we need. Sure. We leave you with the immortal words of the Stooge Report. I have no time for the jibber-jabber. Thank you.
I agree. 700 WLW. No more jibber jammer. I was privy to here earlier on Scott Sloan's show his interview with P.G. Sittenfeld from the Cincinnati City Council on the proposal to make Election Day a paid holiday for Cincinnati employees and public union employees. And he said it was not a partisan thing. It was it was a patriotic thing to make Election Day a paid holiday. Uh, and one of the exchanges, he said, well, you know, it, it gives our city employees a chance to maybe provide rides to the polls and people who, you know, can't get there and, and maybe provide them food and water while they're in line. We saw the long line. What? That's, he's, he's talking about giving an entire workforce election day off so that they can bus people to voting precincts and polls and then provide them, I guess, a coffee and donuts while they're waiting in the long line. There's 198 days that Ohioans can vote before the actual election, either by absentee, by mail, whatever. They can vote on Saturdays and Sundays. This, this is nothing but trying to, to muddy the waters and, I guess, encourage voter fraud. I, I'm not sure what it's about, but it was laughable. So if you... you if you didn't have a chance to hear it during Scott's Lone Show, I think it was 11 o'clock hour, check the podcast at 700WLW.com. Doug Bonson, Nate Heimlich, Jay Armstrong, great to have you in. Uh, have you ever stolen a lobster, Doug? No, not a lobster. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> did steal 21 whole frozen chickens from GFS for 30 bucks today. <laughs> I did. That was a pretty good deal. Not bad. And Nate Heimlich was his accomplice. How did you? Uh, how do you rate your appearance today on the Two Stooge Reports? Is this actually one of the greatest things that you've ever had happen in your life? It's one of the greatest things I've done this week. Okay. And probably top 100 of all time. Sorry you've lived such a crappy life. Jay Armstrong here with us today. Jay? Not even in my top 1,000. Yeah, I was going to say. You've got you've got all kinds of things that you can and can't talk about when you were living your life of crime, of addiction, and alcohol abuse. So, uh, would you like to highlight a few more, Jay Armstrong? I got a DUI. Stores? I got a DUI in a U-Haul once that I rented just to drive around. <laughs> That's another eight-star fueled evening, actually. You rented a U-Haul just to drive it around, just to not to haul anything, not to haul anything, not to move. The only thing that I had in the back of that truck when we got pulled over was. About a quarter of that half gallon of whiskey. Of the eight-star whiskey. And a, uh, a machete that I had stolen from my work that oh, day. Oh, that's good. You've got a dangerous weapon oh, along they, with the whiskey. They unhooked and pulled on us. They, yeah. they were very concerned with what we had been up to that evening. Uh-huh. And uh, we're dying laughing, which didn't make matters any better. <laughs> it doesn't help. Uh, when you're confronting officers of the law and you've got a, a deadly weapon and a half gallon of eight-star whiskey and a U-Haul that you're driving around just for the hell of it. Yeah, they're worried about the machete. They should have been worried about that 2,500-pound truck that I was driving no around. No doubt. So at the time, I was 18 years old, and I had gotten my tax check and my paycheck on the same day, and mm-hmm. there was a uh, an event that I wanted to go to at a local bar that would uh, serve me at the time because I had a fake ID, and, and they thought that I was of age. And yeah. uh, I went to go rent a car. And they told me that at 18 years old, there was no agency in the United States that would rent me a car because you have to be 25 for insurance reasons. Right. So I called U-Haul, and I was like, hey, how old do I have to be to rent a vehicle? Because in the ad, I saw three different vehicles, right? There was a cargo van, a pickup truck, and then a box truck, right? So my thought was I'm good for two or three. And, okay. Uh, 
So I call down there. I asked one question. Should I ask more than one? The, the one that I did ask is how old do you have to be? And they said 18. And I said, I am on my way. What I should have followed that with was what vehicles do you currently have available? Because there was no cargo van. There was no pickup truck. There was not even a nine-foot box truck. I drove out of there in a 13-foot box truck. Oh, a big one. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, we we went down to an, a bar that's closed now, but it was called Mr. K's down in Covington. Okay. And, uh, it was quarter draft night, and I ran out of cash. <laughs> I, br- I ran out of cash on quarter draft night. And so we went up to the ATM up at the old, it used to be a thriftway there on Dixie Highway. Yeah. And uh, I tapped a curb with one of the tires on my way out. And it was an older gentleman police officer that pulled us. And the first words out of his mouth was, like, wow, I didn't realize how young you guys were. You've probably never driven a truck like this before. And I'm, you know, no, sir. Yes, sir. You know, very, very straightforward. Oh, you're not I, laughing at that point. No, I'm, I'm once he started telling starting to tell me a story about how he hit his neighbor's mailbox my thought was i'm not going to jail right as long as i play this straight enough good he's he's relating a a nice anecdote about hitting a mailbox so you figure you're in the clear yeah he he uh, is he is actually he's he's kind of taking you under his wing he knows you're young yeah he's He's just sharing an experience with another younger man who's experiencing the same thing that he experienced and then a female cop pulls up and the first words out of her mouth are i smell alcohol and then that changed the whole complexity (laughs) of the situation so they pull us out and uh you know i fail all the stupid human tricks and uh so then they're like what you got in the back and i was like nothing really and they were like what do you mean nothing really and i was like there's i don't know there's a bottle back there there's I think a machete. And, uh, <laughs> he, uh, they were like, why do you have a machete? I was like, I that would was, have been my first question. I was like, I just grabbed it when I picked up my check today. And they were like, well, where do you work? And I, t- I worked at a hardware store in Florence at the time. And uh, they, they opened it up. And sure enough, all that's back there is a machete and a half gallon of eight star. And, uh, you know, they unhooked and drew on us and uh, started being real forceful with their questions. And, yeah. I, you know, John and I are dying laughing at this point because they think it's way more serious than it is. Like, yeah, we're stupid. We could have really hurt somebody, but we're not out murdering people on purpose with a machete, you know. No, and, uh, just with a U-Haul truck. But yeah, they took us down to the. Uh, they took. They impounded the truck. They took us down to the Kenton County Jail, which at the time was a trip. You know, we're talking 1998. They had two big picnic tables. You could smoke cigarettes. They had cable TV. It was like the after party for visions. What is and what is stable. the what is the finest correctional institute that you've been incarcerated in in during your life of crime, which now goes back way way. You mean like legitimately nicest or? Yeah. What was the, what was um, the best? What was the best gray bar hotel? What was the worst? Probably. Uh, the state uh, work camp in uh, in Georgetown, Kentucky. They, you could still smoke in there. Uh, the yeah. maximum capacity of the entire jail, including our camp, was 75. And it's way easier to feed 75 people decent food than yeah. it is. Okay. Uh, I would say three to 700. Uh, the worst experience I had was in your county, in Campbell, Campbell County. County? Uh because in, in Boone County and in Kenton County, man, you could kick on that door and scream and yell and say horrible things to those corrections officers, and they would just ignore you. Well, I started pulling that nonsense in Campbell County, mm-hmm. kicking on a door. And we don't we don't cotton to that. In one Campbell of the County. sergeants comes up to the door. He's like, I'm giving you one chance not to kick on this door again, and I immediately start kicking on it. And, no, uh, not good. He puts my hands behind my – he opens the door, puts my hands behind my back, puts me in cuffs, put me in one of those restraint chairs. Oh, nice. Like you've seen them on, like, TLC. So your hands drop into a slot behind you. They strap you in. They so you're Hannibal you all of a sudden. Yeah, and then he moves me into the shower room that is exactly big enough for that chair and left me in there for four hours. Gentlemen, great being with you today. Thank, Thank you, you, Jay Armstrong.
you've lived a very colorful life, and you're very lucky to still be alive. Uh, Doug Bonson, Nate Heimlich, thank you. Thank you. Eddie and Rocky are back next after news at 700 WLW. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.